Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we got five tips for any new collectors in this market. Now, I'll just be honest, if you are degen enough to be listening to an NFT podcast during, you know, times when they are not as popular, this may be one of those episodes that might be good to forward to a friend, send to somebody new, be like, hey, I know you're asking about NFTs. Here's the safest possible way to get into them. So that's kind of where we're coming at. And also, you know, we would love to hear in the Discord uh, anything that you would add or subtract or remove from our five tips. But yeah, I, I, well, I think keep in mind also, it's not the same market. And that's something to, you know, whether you are new or, or, still in it um sticking around you know i think it is kind of important to remember things and try to keep it maybe different strategy than when uh i don't know that when things have been slightly different in the nft market should i say i mean we call it the throw a dart and watch it go up phase that was fun that's right yeah i mean i guess there was that phase but then there was definitely a phase where there was at least a little more activity going on and right now it's i mean we are seeing some activity it's uh it's the the real dgen plays that seem to be taking off here and there yeah i mean it's like the utes i don't mean not pronouncing that properly but they're like taking off as a project um off of solana and those pieces you know i i think about when when the volume is low overall it's just you know if you're in it for flipping like good luck and the same is also true if you're like a poker player and you're playing, you're like playing uh, online. As soon as the like fewer people are playing, fewer hands, there's just less money moving around and less just like liquidity and opportunity, frankly, to to flip and do whatever you're trying to do. Even if it's like long holds, and you're like, ah, you know, the the price simply just doesn't reflect potential value. Um, so anyway, you're right; it's different. I was going to ask you anything new going in your wallet, anything that you've sold or done. But on that topic, I have, I've only been lending out horses. That's the only thing you're going to see in my activity. <laughs> no, I haven't done much. I've, I've had a few small sales here and there. Um, last buy, I think was, that I, that was still that uh, coldie that I picked up and I'm happy to see that I got that at 0.33 and after a few sales that floor back up to one. So I was feeling good about wow. that, that one. It's up to one ETH again. Yeah. That, 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 uh, okay. yeah, there are a couple that were under that and, uh, you know, it's there's not a ton of volume there, but uh, that's one that I'm I'm yeah, happy to hold. Piece. It's just a good piece to have. Oh man, um, good on you, good on you. Uh, I may have won like twelve dollars racing horses, so there's that. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm not going to talk about what the floor price of the rest of my portfolio has been doing. So it goes. Uh, should we talk about some news? All right, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so this one's this one's kind of interesting. So it sounds like the David Bowie estate has linked up with nine different artists, some pretty legit artists here, including uh, Ferocious, to uh, release an NFT project uh, that 
uh, you know, I'm sorry, it's, uh, something about his career. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking for something. There was a specific note here I was looking for, uh, but now I've heard news that they were going to cancel it. I haven't actually heard that that's confirmed that it's canceled, but there was immediate backlash, uh, to the NFT project, of course, on Twitter from Bowie fans that were not into NFTs. Uh, even his, it's like even his son was uh, critical of the release. Um, there, let's see, let's see, some of the other artists in here include Osanachi, uh, Nadia. I don't exactly know how to say it, but a Pussy Riot fan, Jonathan Wool. Um, Osanachi, I think I've mentioned um, a couple others here. So some pretty legit artists. Um, sounds like it is going to continue from what I can see. Yeah, I don't think it's like actually it. canceled at this point. I think there was just some extreme backlash. Um, and it would be disappointing, you know, especially for those artists if those if those works were not actually sold. Seriously, at this point, you know, what is the backlash about? Like, oh, you're like, you're you're out there raising, you're helping artists like Fuocious. <laughs> A teen artist, uh, you know, make money off of their work or, you know, it's coming back to maybe the one of the pushbacks is like, how dare you waste so much energy? Like, we'll be done with that sort of boring trope in what, seven days or so. Knock on, knock on wood. That's right. Any moment that ETH merge. Yeah, but like. I'd be interested to see what amount of backlash is about that versus, you know, oh, you're trying to like profit off of your thing. You're like, what the heck do you think a David Bowie album is? He's selling music in exchange for money. What do you think a David Bowie concert was? Like, <laughs> right. remember? Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know I, I think some of those people <laughs> will eventually just get tired of complaining about the, the NFTs, the money. People part never get tired of complaining. They just change what they complain about. Like I said about the money part of NFTs, <laughs> I think they will overlook that. I mean, people, you don't usually, you don't often see people just complaining about the, the price of a handbag at this point. You know, there are phases when people get outraged about them when I guess somebody learns that people spend outrageous amounts on things like shoes, handbags, cars, watches, whatever it may be. Those are all just luxury items. It's not because they're functional that they cost so much. I wonder how much of part of this like underlying outrage is that it's like it's on the blockchain and you can actually see how ridiculous some of this shit is like if you could watch this like the purchase of you know a branded bag by so-and-so who partners with gucci like you don't see you're like oh cool they partner with gucci like you saw that then on the blockchain you're just like what is going on we are such a commercial creature it's the fact that you can actually track it on the blockchain it allows people to like really summon an extra extra ounce of rage yeah, absolutely. I think that is a huge part of it. It's because we know it. We don't see the receipts from you know, a shopping spree or, you know, we, but I guess we do gawk at, at homes uh, when we know, you know, what a house sells for and, you know, when somebody's got their, you know, you're Zillowing your friend's house after you leave that dinner. <laughs> what neighborhood are you in? Let me just pop that code in. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So we talked about this Reddit launched NFTs recently. They were selling for, uh, I think the max was $50 on the Reddit marketplace. Um, they are selling for a hefty premium now on 
OpenSea. Uh, some of these are up over an E. Um, so definitely a, a, a big increase from what they were. These are on, let's see, on uh, Polygon. So yeah, there was one that sold for 1.377 ETH. For some reason, the article calls that $333. That's certainly not uh, that is correct. That's not that. how math works. <laughs> Maybe they use Batic. They said that it was Polygon ETH. I think somebody may have been confused and I don't know what they were doing there, but it is just ETH. So that was, uh, you know, impressive sale. Um, You know, it's interesting to see, you know, we talk about how Web2 companies have started to get into this and there's definitely been some pushback, but you, you were right to mention how they were kind of launching this to the right uh, and the right community within Discord, I mean, within, um, within Reddit. For sure, identity, social, currency drives value. Now, if you actually have like the authentic, the official type of avatar, like there's no difference between this and like me buying that skin on whatever, you know, Fortnite I'm playing, I get to like show off and flex in that, in that sort of way. And if it is established and it is like the official as marked by the platform, um, you know, you've got You've got the right underpinnings for establishing social value, which translates directly into the good old value value in a, in a marketplace. I, I like, I'm kind of pissed I wasn't more on this, but I think I'm just not big on Reddit. I think if I were big on Reddit, I definitely would have been like, well, this is clearly going to be hot. It's not. Yeah. I mean, when I, I don't go onto it often and, and when I do, I'm sort of intimidated by the people that have hundreds of thousands of points and I can't believe that people spend that much, that much time there. So I go back to NFTs and continue to look at digital pictures and think that they're ridiculous on Reddit. Yeah. If only there were some way, like a social platform that currently dominates the chat system of NFTs that rhymes with Accord could somehow manage to bring in NFTs to as avatars. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. it could possibly make money for them and why they would care about that as a business, but... That's for smarter. And I, you know, it is interesting because it, they have, they've gotten such a backlash from, from a big part of their community that actually makes up a bigger part of their customer base that it seems like they, they're willing to let it go, um, and not do the unpopular thing, but you know, we'll see what happens. I think somebody else will take that space at oh, yeah, some point here. Sure. We keep hearing about different companies getting, getting money to try to launch web three native discord competitors. <laughs> it, like. Yeah, it's going to take yeah. time. Someone's got to do it, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it'll happen. I, I won't miss Discord, actually. <laughs> really, no love lost. I, right. Except, <laughs> except the fact that we can make cool pictures uh, thanks to MidJourney's connection. Yeah, you know, there's plenty. There's a lot of other ways you can, you can do that. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. We've got, oh, okay, Bill Murray. Had an auction to raise funds for a nonprofit, and immediately afterward was hacked. Lost one hundred and eighty-five thousand uh, dollars right after the the auction. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what happened here. I'm sure someone figured out that it was a pretty good target and took advantage. Yeah, the problem is they were using like an intermediary wallet that was like supposedly protected, and you know. Not your keys, not your wallet, not very protected either. Um, fortunately, most of his own collection of entities weren't at risk. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, embarrassing. Like number like 67,000 on the list of 
you know, someone getting to like, see like, e, see, this is why crypto, crypto is bad. And you're like, well, in that case, yeah, that didn't work out so well. And we don't really have a good answer for that yet, other than try to be more responsible. Yeah. It's like, it's your, it's like, it's, there's so much victim shaming, I think. <laughs> crypto being like, well, is. what did you do with your keys? <laughs> right. When you see someone on NFT Twitter complaining about getting hacked and the immediate response is you've got to change your, your Twitter profile picture because you don't open that. You don't know who that is. <laughs> is that right? That's pretty cold. <laughs> all right. So you mentioned Utes. Uh, we mentioned these in a, mentioned the project a couple episodes as well. This started as the, it's, it's a derivative of the Frank to Gods project. I shouldn't say derivative. It's a second project from the team behind the Frank to Gods project. They launched this new one. There were a few mint delays. Definitely had some people talking about uh, or, or re re reminding or people reminding uh, everyone about the uh, Cool Cats uh, attempted game launch when they put it off for weeks at a time. Um, sounds like they're actually taking some time off now. It wasn't wasn't a real impressive uh, of mint, um, and they had so much momentum going into it. So definitely a little disappointing. Um, hopefully they are able to turn things around there. You know, it's you know as we said, it's a lot easier said than done to execute. Even uh, even when you you kind of see what the playbook is and people. Are, are excited for it. Yeah. The faster the rise, the faster the fall, but this is a Solana, right? This is Solana based That's project right, yeah. and the largest to date. Frank to platform, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a DeGod's project. Frank DeGod is the, the creator behind, or one of, I believe it was the creator behind the project, the youth's team. They're going to take some time off there. So. I don't, you know, I'm not much in that Solana ecosystem. I've stayed away for, for many reasons that we've mentioned here. Um, I do think that it's a, a legit chain that will, that is likely to stick around for, you know, for, you know, for the foreseeable future at this point, but it's just not yeah. one that I'm particularly interested in. Yeah. I think the power of Sam Bangman free behind that is, uh, is pretty real, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of, a lot of corporations in play there a lot of big money behind that but it's also why i kind of hate the platform because i know that there's so many institutional holders like that have bags on that and are just like they got one game it's called when and how much can i dump like just yeah exactly a lot of a lot of tokens tied up there not a lot of uh, free liquidity and and, was, and it, like, the annual inflation is not to be overlooked either. so there's uh there's problems there but Again, on the other column, there's Sam Bank and Fred, who's just a force of freaking nature right now. All right. So we've got Ethereum main service, or the company technically behind it. I guess that is True Names Limited. Oh, no, that's the company behind GoDaddy. No, I'm sorry. True Names Limited is the company behind is the name of the official company behind Ethereum name service. They have sued GoDaddy. Um, after they have auctioned off a domain name, uh, let's see the domain name. There's a link, there's a dot link here. Oh, I'm sorry, eat link. That's right. Um, so this was being used by the Ethereum domain service. The person that actually owned the domain is in prison for helping 
launder or, or helping North Koreans um, gain access to cryptocurrency. So has it been able to renew this domain? Unclear why there hasn't been another another way to get it done. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on, but they are now uh, suing to stop the sale. The, the domain actually resold for $852,000 on September 3rd to a company or a cryptocurrency crowd project called Manifold Finance. So uh, we'll see what's happening here. They are now using ETH.limo instead for uh, the web gateway for ENS names. <laughs> so I'm sure they want to get this back. I don't know if just suing will do it. Interesting uh, problem. I don't know that um, a judge will look particularly favorably or on the circumstances here where someone's in jail for helping North Korea get money and therefore they should be able to get the domain back. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, so I went to it in this. I'm doing some original journalism right now. I did some investigation. You know what I did? I went to ETH.link and it says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> visit manfoldfinance.com and it's got the cheesy searches that you can do. But then it says uh, an announcement here. Services will be restored shortly to that link in the upcoming week. I actually don't know what that actually means. Services. Does that mean you know, new services you'd expect or new services? There you go. Original reporting. <laughs> I read what there you go. Thank you for. <laughs> Thank you for that big lift. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should we talk about the affordable projects? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so first, uh, this was brought to us by Things on Strings in the Discord. Nicely done. We asked, and you delivered with something hilarious. So I, I, I'm new to this. I have not seen this before, and I'm not, I'm utterly unsurprised it exists. MetaWin, M-E-T-A-Win.com. Pretty decent domain is what we'll call, it's a lottery. It is an NFT lottery where you can by entry into winning various NFTs that they have. And you can see how many people entered. And the prices range from, you know, 0.15 if you want to enter to win a board ape, or 0.05 if you want to enter to win a moonbird or an oddity. There's a bunch of bunch of NFTs here. So what's your take on this? What are you seeing? So this is new to me as well. I was not aware of this until our, our uh, Discord friend things on strings brought this to our attention. And it's, uh, you got to take a look if you haven't checked this out. It's pretty cool what they've got set up here. Um, you basically buy a, a raffle ticket for any of the, the NFTs that they have up here. Um, you know, obviously there's something that go on for quite a long time looking at a board ape that uh, will close on October 29th. There's just 75 tickets right now, but of course uh, that'll, I'm assuming that'll go up quite a bit towards the end. There's others here with, through that Murakami Flowers uh, with a value of about 2,500 that has 31 tickets at a uh, price of 0.025. So, you know, interesting how they, uh, they put the, the ticket price in ETH and the the value, the winning price, uh, the, the value of the prize in US dollars. So you got to do that uh, that 
conversion on your own just to make it a little bit more of, you know, of a game and, and <laughs> less just buying you the value here. So I think George is, is running some numbers. What do you find in George? <laughs> well, first off, I'm like a DGen trying to sign up and enter into some of their free raffles. Um, you can win a Moonbird Oddity for a free entry. You just need to like register. So there's like, you know, free, freezy opportunities. But okay, so let's, um, so September 16th. So 111. So you can actually look at completed uh, listings here. So I think that may be a good place to try to get an idea oh, of how many. And up. Basically, uh, look, here's, here's the expected value play. Um, if you're playing poker, the amount of entries times the amount that it costs to enter the thing. And is that over or under the total value of a project? So the play here is essentially looking at uh, when something has, uh, when something is about to close, maybe. So it's got like a day left or so, because, you know, it's the total odds of winning it. Uh, versus the value of what happens. And the question is, if you do this a hundred times, make or lose money, hypothetically. I mean, we're dealing in crypto, right? And so let's say there is a 50-50 chance of, of winning a thing and it costs um, uh, it costs less than the total amount, uh, half of the total amount, you make money. And so it's really about kind of doing that quick, quick math in here. So let's see. Can't find how much people entered for and the completed... Fourteen. Oh, so you actually have to go. It looks like they don't put that on the front end. Those are in the transactions. Oh yeah, no, they hit they hit that. All right, so I just took I just took Alien Friend number six forty five. It was valued at seven hundred and sixty nine dollars, and the sort of break even expected value would have been if there were fifty four entries, um, because each entry was worth fourteen dollars at the time in value of ETH, which is tricky because the value of ETH changes over time. So you know this expected value game is extra hard. However. You take that amount. So when you're getting close, you take it, you divide the, again, the current entry price, $14 into $769, you get 54 entries. So anything that would be below that would be good. Anything over that means the meta win just makes money and you lose money playing at that particular roulette table over time. And so in this case, there were 77 <laughs> entries. So that would be a bad investment if you did it a uh, hundred times, a thousand times. And that's... Um, <laughs> Kind of basically how I'm playing this 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 hilarity. Also, free entry. Like there you go. Yeah, it's an interesting project here. You know, it makes me want to uh, try to sell some of my NFTs this way with trying to make people think that they're going to get a great uh, <laughs> a great chance at winning it. It's just like how lotteries work, right? This is right. exactly I mean, how lotteries work. Things where people, you know, you can win a house or whatever if you buy a you know hundred dollar lottery ticket and. You know, you can sell a lot of lottery tickets for $100 somehow when you promise that you could win a house, but the odds are not very good. <laughs> no, no, um, no. So, you know, this is, it's really interesting. I think there's some some fun ones to probably get value in here. Um, you got to really watch this, though, because I imagine that there's other people watching these, too, and uh, buying up tickets. 
at the, the last minute or last hours or so if there are especially good values. Yeah, right. That that value immediately gets <laughs> done. Uh, oh, so there's a cool cat. Here's a good example. Here's a cool cat. The entry costs 0.015. The, there's 17 hours left. And it looks like there are 85 entered. Um, 85 tickets entered. And the expected value actually is over under 196. So hypothetically there, like, oh, you want a cool cat? Like, this might be a game gamble that's that's decent. But again, you're talking about a, you know, 1% chance of winning by the time this thing closes. I don't know what the, the final thing will be, but it'll probably be close to 100. But even still, it's not going to be 190 today. It's probably not going to double in that final period of time. So there is a, you know, there's a, there's a casino waiting for you at MetaWin. <laughs> Would you do yeah, that? Do, you know, let's, let's do another way to do a casino, right? Without having to start new projects. It's, it's a new casino. Um, great idea here. This is cool. This is brilliant. Yeah, this is brilliant. Except when it's not brilliant. Right, but like, right, you know, clearly you lose money on the school cat, right? Like they're gonna, assuming the value is act. I don't even know what they're basing the value on, right? Like you could claim it's like a rare trait and like, oh, it's worth this much. I don't even know how they're doing the value. That's the other asterisk. <laughs> I know who wins here, really. But still, it's up to the play. Wait, but are you telling me? Are you telling me the house always wins? Yeah. You know, turns out Vegas uh, has done pretty well, and that's what I'm not. That's not really a hidden secret. Yeah, but you could win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely going to do one of these. Uh, so bad. Uh, All right. Well, why don't we get, after, you know, finding the most uh, D-Gen gambling project out there now. Uh, let's get awesome. I frankly didn't think collector. we could go lower. I did, frankly didn't think we could go lower than the loan, the loan, <laughs> the loan arbitrage, but this. Yeah, right. Yeah. This does, this we are, we're finding the DGEN stuff now. So if you are with us, you know, um, that's not what we would typically <laughs> say to get into first. Same time, you'll find out that you really don't win most of the time. I mean, I love that we chose that project for five tips new collectors in this market should be considering. Um, five tips. It's like a getting started. I'll just start with the boring one. Right. For, you know, this is a joke, like all 10 people about to get into NFTs in the next month. Um, but sending it around saying how we'd approach it. Like first and foremost, use MetaMask, get a wallet, protect the key, read all of the how to's, go about it, put it not on your computer, put it in a safe, you know, a safe place and then live by the MetaMask, die by the MetaMask. And I know this is lame. You may judge me, but I think you should load that wallet actually with Coinbase. I think you should have a, a Coinbase account. It's the, Frankly, for someone who's not quite sure what they're doing, it is probably the safest way to onboard your your fiat um, in a way that will keep it safe and hopefully protected from you making a bad choice. What what do you what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, if, chances are, if you're getting into NFTs, you've bought crypto before and probably used. It, I mean, used what. Continue using whatever you've used to buy. Coinbase is definitely the most common, but um, you know if you have used finance or something, and you know depending on location, you know that networks as well. But I assume 
generally assuming that someone has held crypto at some point. Um, and I would generally say that if you haven't held, if you haven't had your own MetaMask wallet, let's, you know, just try keeping small amounts and small amounts initially different than, than having a Coinbase wallet and, uh, you know, or, or any, um, centralized wallet. Uh, this is very much your keys, your responsibility. If you lose them, you don't get to, to, to contact support for help. So start small with those and be extra careful when, when setting up that first MetaMask wallet, um, you can try to, you can look up different articles, but there's great tips on if you want to, um, keep that completely off your computer for maximum security, um, you can do so. Yeah. It's interesting to note also, I didn't realize this, like the MetaMask is sort of married to whatever device you bring it to. And so it's not like, oh, I can just like go log in on another computer through MetaMask. Like MetaMask is like got a real handshake with your current and local setup. I feel like, um, you can so, bring a tone up if you have your key phrase, so you, you're you have to export it though. No, you're, you can get it there. If you put your passphrase in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would have to, I think to get it on a new computer, right? Like you can't just like enter, you can't just download MetaMask. You have to export like a MetaMask key and then bring it and import it and then say like, oh, here's my new device. And there's something extra you have to do to like run around with different devices on it. But so you can sign into different wallets um, directly from, you can sign into a mobile wallet from the browser, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, extension. Um, that is very odd that it's still just an extension. Um, you know, I know that that's kind of the best that it can happen. Um, does feel a little bit like a security issue at times though, that, that I don't know. I try to, I mean, I, I, I try to be very careful about it, but you know, I, I they get concerned about, uh, about the, the potential of what could happen with just an extension. Um, if the wrong person were able to get something into your computer. <laughs> Yeah. And essentially MetaMask is just a window into your wallet, which exists and, you know, uh, not on your local machine it is a, a promise to you on the blockchain of where your shit lives. All right. Number two, define your budget and I, just don't buy, don't buy things. <laughs> spend two weeks, like or more, spend two weeks and just do paper bids, put it in a spreadsheet and be like, I hypothetically would have bought this. And then you can be like, okay, like I would have made so much. Like what I just want to happen is for someone just starting off to just get burned on paper to have like watched something pump and get crushed and be like, oh my gosh, you're telling me this can happen? You're like, yeah, you're going to get real excited about a thing and then that thing is going to go up for a short period of time and then it is going to go down. That is how a lot of these arcs work. And so I think there's a little bit of sensitivity um, that you can build just by playing a paper game. What do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think right now you can, you can potentially find what will play great deals. And, you know, we talked about, it, uh, not trying to catch a falling knife. So there's going to be other opportunities, even if it's not the exact same project, there's a lot of stuff falling right now. So take some time, wait it out a bit. Um, don't jump at the first deal that you see. Yeah. Um, so number three, participate in a free mint uh, and get the feel. I think there's, you know, a lot more free mints uh, going on out there. Like in our last project, we, you know, just gave you one that's like happening with consensus. But where would you look for free mints that are happening? That's a good question. Um, you know, I haven't been paying 
that much attention to a lot of the free mints because I think there, there are a lot of dead ends um, and it takes a lot of time, but that's, if you have the time, if you have more time um, than, than, um, than ETH to spend, then, you know, I think it's definitely worth hunting down um, projects within different discords, um, you know, but be careful. Don't just jump into whatever discord you got to trust what you're in. Um, I've seen some, some good discussion in the WGMI, the, the Wagney tool, um, there's been some discussion there, but you know, it's also worth just, if you hear of a project, if you're on Twitter, if you hear something coming up, um, you know, go do a search on, you know, any discords that you do trust, even if it's not ones that you're active, see if there's other people talking about it, go check it out in different tools, you know, see if there's real volume there. Just try doing some research, getting an idea, even if you're not going to act on it. You know, it's not, it, it's helped to, it's helpful to go through the process and start understanding how to evaluate collections. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of like how to, how to kick tires. I mean, like it's what we did. Uh, I mean, I think that's part of why I go for a free, free project. Like you said. Yeah. I, I also want it to be like clear of like, oh my gosh, there's like an NFT in my wallet. This is where it shows up on OpenSea. This is how I can look at it on the transaction chain. Uh, it'll also cost you gas, you know, in terms of that. So there will, it's not, it's not free. That's why you need to have a loaded wallet with something. Um, by the way, you could always roll on to Zed and play and borrow a free horse. So for zero, uh, zero cost at all, uh, roll on, get a free horse and just see what it's like to just play around with an NFT, what it looks like on the Polygon network at the very least. So there's like, that thing is currently there uh, for uh, Z.run and anyone who would go in and borrow a horse. I got tons of them. <laughs> but free. Enter a free race, no money spent, do what happens. I have this number four here, stock at least Three Discord groups. And I'm alluded to this one. I think that's that's a good tip. <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty good here because so much of what utilities defined by is like, oh, it's the community. It's like what people are talking about. And once that sort of get demystified, maybe desensitized somewhat, but demystified in terms of like, oh, I get it. It's just, you know, it's a chat room talking about a single topic. Um, and it's exciting. There you can there's folks that range from super active to just like, uh, I'm here and I'm gone now. The other thing that you can learn there is like what projects people are pushing, how they're talking about the, the value. And again, it's a good way to also research a project. There are also discords that are more macro. And so they're like talking about the market in general. One that we talked about and like is the DGENs because they just talk about the larger sector. Uh, you don't necessarily need to be a holder. There's like, you know, uh, a paid tier. For, for that for holders, but there's also like decent free chats in there that is still active. And I think I, uh, it's, a, it's a decent network. Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly a much better value than proof. Uh, they got some great information there. Even if you are, you know, if you want to buy the pass, it's, I think it's actually around, it's come down a bit, it's around 0.25. And I think that is actually a pretty good one if you were going to, to make a, you know, somewhat uh, bigger early buy, get into something that does provide provide education, provide access to a community of people that are pretty dedicated to the space. And I think that's some of the best value you could actually get is just investing in, in the right community that is going to steer you the right way. You know, look for people that have been around, that have some experience, you know, so you know that that doesn't mean, doesn't mean five years necessarily at this point and very few people that have been around that long, but don't look at the people that maybe just got into it and, um, you know, found one lucky project, find people that have been around the space for a bit. And you can, 
can get a sense, you know, obviously by looking through people's wallets and, coll and collections um, as to, you know, what, what, uh, what projects have happened in and, and, um, and try to start understanding a little bit more of, uh, of who to follow. It's uh, not always easy to, <laughs> to know the difference. Yeah, whatever you do, don't join our Discord. Definitely don't join our Discord, 3ANFT. <laughs> hop on in, play with the images. Yeah, hop on in, play with images, share funny projects. Um, all right, number five, uh, buy your first affordable NFT. I put the word affordable ahead of NFT so that you can define that based on your budget size, but your first purchase shouldn't be like your entire budget. Um, I really, I think going, learning, understanding like how utility is, being let down by the creators, being excited, hopefully, by the creators, seeing what the community is and isn't on Discord, and really tracking that sort of like wave of emotions, being like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome. And then you're like, ah, I get it. You know, this is what it actually is. Um, and hopefully you've defined what the outcome in terms of utility that you want. You know, are you trying to be a, you know, capital A art collector? Are you trying to show off a funny community PFP? Are you trying to get into gaming? Be careful with the gaming stuff. I will say that real quick. Uh, but you can also, I think, browse our, we have this like past project list of like all the projects we've recommended that they've gotten too tired to do it for the past bit. But I think it's, there's an interesting narrative there. We can see like at one point we thought these were an interesting pick and some went up, some went down, some went up and down. But the point is they had this sort of life cycle and just knowing where you are in whatever project life cycle you're in, uh, I think it's important as you buy your first uh your first affordable NFT or your next one, frankly. Yeah, I guess one other tip I, I would add is that don't look for things to come back the same way um, that they were at one point. Um, you know, this is a, a relatively uh, cold time in the NFT market, and I certainly don't expect all the projects that were doing well to necessarily uh, come back. So be careful about getting into to things that were um, at a very high price, expecting them to necessarily go back up there. Not saying they all will stay low, but I think there's a good number that uh, may never get back to those all-time highs. When in doubt, just go buy a little now. <laughs> Full disclosure, I own little now. Uh, all right, there you go. There's some good tips. I think, uh, you know, getting started, it's fun to sort of like look back and be like, I think this would be similar advice maybe that we would have given nine months ago maybe not um it's always interesting to sort of check in on some of the the basics based on where we are in like market cycles yeah absolutely i think uh you know it, let us know if you are just hopping into this right now let us know what's got you what led you into to nft market right now because i'd really be curious to know <laughs> super curious <laughs> it was this or I have this trash can that I light money on fire inside of. So I was doing that for a while, but uh, instead of join. Yeah. And we're also happy to give you hot takes on uh, any projects you're looking at. Um, we're more than happy to shit on any good idea that you have. <laughs> All right. See you out there. Can't wait to have them join us now. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. 
And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.